Let's talk tennis with Brett Phillips, host of the first serve right here on SEN tonight. BP, good morning to you, mate. The uh, ATP World Tour Finals underway as we speak in Turin and a, um, a win for Novak Djokovic, but pushed to three by Holger Rune. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Maddie. Look, it's a great uh, tournament. You know, you've got the best eight singles players, the best eight doubles. Uh, Turin, of course, is the, the current home. We're at the O2 in London there for a number of years. Uh, and, and it's great for the doubles guys because they get, you know, a, a really good crowds. Uh, that They are sort of the, the entree to the singles, which I should I think should happen more in uh, tennis in setting up the day. Uh, but look, Djokovic here watched all that this morning. And, uh, you know, Holger's the real deal. He's, uh, he's going to be staying at the pointy end of men's tennis, you know, for quite some time, this young day. And he's got an incredible drive to succeed. Now he's added Boris Becker to the camp. You can't get Boris sitting down at the moment. He's standing down. Up and down, and he's in uh, there with his charge. And you know, you'd love to be a fly on the wall in that discussion. Obviously, he's got great insight into Djokovic, having been part of that team uh, the last few years. But yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a familiar story, isn't it? Novak just finds a way, particularly in crucial uh, in crucial tiebreakers, and uh, and got it done. And yeah, Yannick Sinner beating Tsitsipas was the other singles match today, four and four, and. You know, he's just risen beautifully, Sinner. It's been an incredible year to be now leapfrogging a few players. And he, he just, he looks like I, I belong. And that, that's taken a little bit of time to establish. And the Kale effect, we've spoken about that before. So, yeah, going to be a great week of competition. Of course, we've got the two Aussies, uh, you know, Ricky yeah. Carter and Jason Kubler, who it seems like an eternity ago won the Australian Open. And, you know, Jason has played next to no tennis since the US Open with some injury but wanted to get back for this tournament. So they're going to be in action uh, yeah, later on tonight. And Matty Ebden with Rohan Bapana as well. So we end up yes, with three correct. Aussies in the in the doubles there. Okay, so that's later tonight. Carlos Alcaraz has Medvedev, Rublev and Sverev in his, in his group, uh, and he'll play Sverev tomorrow night. So Carlos has all the Evs um, in his side of the um, World Tour Finals. The Billie Jean King Cup, BP, I was busy with motorsport across the weekend, so I didn't catch any of this, but... Canada ended up winning, defeating Italy, and Aussies um, knocked out in the group stage. How did how did this go in terms of gaining traction out here, the Billie Jean King Cup? Oh, look, it's always interesting, I think, now with the Billie Jean and the Davis Cup being at these neutral uh, venues. Look, I, I think, you know, watching Australia's and uh, covering their two group stage ties last week, they, they did a pretty good job, particularly the first night Australia play. They wheeled in um, all these school kids and told them to make as much noise and bang on the fence and... Uh, you know, yell as loud as they could just to create a bit of atmosphere. It was actually fascinating. The venue, someone took a wide shot. It was actually like a big tent in a football stadium, which I found really interesting. So in Seville in Spain, they couldn't find an indoor venue for the Billy Jean King Cup. But yeah, Canada becoming the 13th different nation, Matt, to win this tournament. Uh, a young teenager who I had not even heard of, really, Marina Skakusik was the young star. Even Eugenie Bouchard was a part of the expanded team who would sort of forgotten about but for Australia yeah it was disappointing to be totally honest and you had an underdone Isla Tomjanovic who got exposed she only played five matches for the year Darius Sevels only played 20 odd matches for the year Kim Birrell got a taste but hats off to Storm Hunter who flew in got to the venue I think two hours before was crucial in the doubles the new world number one and then won a singles rubber in defeating Kazakhstan on Thursday so you know, Stormy could hold her head high, but yeah, for Alicia Mollick's final campaign, not many people get to go out in a fairy tale, and unfortunately, we couldn't get through you know, that semi-final stage.
Yeah, all right. So hopefully they can find a, a better <laughs> suited venue next time around, mate. But uh, let's see how the uh, World Tour finals go in ATP because that's going to be fascinating playing out in Turin. Good on you. You'll have it all covered in the first serve. Thanks, Brett. Brett Phillips joining us there. Uh, and we will catch up with BP again this time next week. So we'll also keep our eyes on those World Tour finals as they continue on. Yannick Sinner winning his match against Tsitsipas 6-4, 6-4. And uh, Novak Djokovic, 7-6-6-7-6-3 on centre court um, against Holger Rune. So the best of the best in action in Torino. Uh, in regards to opening up the potential salary caps for clubs to get a rugby player, says Steve, to be honest, why would we? I honestly cannot name one single player, he says, from the World Cup squad and push to shove would any of the current squad make a top 13 squad for current NRL teams? Um, thanks for that. I'm thinking, says the Penny Panther, Greg from Gundagai is in hiding. Well, we're now into our, for our Sydney listeners, we're now about to enter our third hour. And we haven't heard from Greg from Gundy, who tipped us airmen on the final day of the Melbourne Cup Carnival and uh, was looking to sort of bounce back after missing the winner in the Cup, missing the winner in the Oaks, and then missed the winner on Stakes Day. Um, and then, not only that, said if Airman doesn't win, he was going to noot it up down the main road at Gundagai. <laughs> so, Greg, you're either <laughs> you're either out finishing off that task or <laughs> you are in hiding. But the way that you bounced back last week, I mean, you, you took the criticism with absolute aplomb. You played it for what it was, and you came out swinging, which has got to be applauded, I reckon. Um, and just, we we don't need any visual evidence if you do the run. I'm ha- I'm just happy to take your word for it, because the last thing we need to is to have to send 2am Tommy down there and represent you in court. You're going to have to go on down. Uh, Tony says, Stoinis, Marcus is an all-rounder and scores much quicker than Manus. Being a good test player doesn't make a good ODI player. Yeah, that's fair enough, Tony. Which way do they go? Because the options are there. Um, yep, scores much quicker. than Manus hasn't put a foot wrong, virtually. I mean, yeah, sure, score more runs, do all that kind of stuff. But given that he wasn't even in the initial squad, it hasn't been a bad run. So I get the feeling, Tony, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that they're going to go the way that you're thinking of Marcus Stoinis, but I also get the feeling that I don't think Marnus Labuschagne had let you down. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. that's that open line number. Keep your thoughts coming if you want to pick up the phone and give us a call.